Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host Brian with my co-host Ben, and today we are going to be talking about how to find and buy the best backpacking gear. This is actually a, a listener requested topic. We cannot wait to dive in. Ben, I know you're really excited. Mm-hmm. The gear junkie yeah. in you is is jumping all over the place. Yeah, I was more excited doing the research and just looking up the new stuff. Like, I, I want it really bad. Oh, I know you were excited. You got in. You're like, oh, I'll just go through this real quick. And I don't even know how many hours yeah. later you're finally like, all right, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. But you, yeah. you're really having a good time. Uh, checking out all the latest gear and and getting all the details that we can share with everybody. But before we do get into all those details, we need to give thanks. I want to thank God for creating our bodies that uh, they can heal themselves. I was bit by a feral cat, and for a couple of days, my finger hurt so bad. But today, there is no infection. I've been keeping it clean. It's looking good. I'm feeling good. I'm just thankful that we can reheal. But you got a tail. But I got a tail. You got a tail out of the whole deal. So is that really healing? It is. Yes. <laughs> I've always wanted a tail. <laughs> you don't have to buy a camping chair when you have a tail. You can just use it to prop yourself up on. So. Oh, like Tigger. Yes. So now, <laughs> exactly. now you're bouncing fun, fun, fun. Exactly. But that's my thanks. Well, I am so thankful for neighbors. I mean, if you have bad ones, and I've had some bad ones over the years, it like it affects your home, even though they're not coming in your home. Like having great neighbors is such a, a awesome thing to be thankful for. And I have great neighbors, and they've been really helping me out lately. Uh, I've been having some lawnmower issues, and one neighbor has been lending me lawnmower. Other neighbors been lending me trailer time after time again, so I can get my lawnmower to the service center to get fixed. And everybody's just done it so graciously, uh, so graciously that. Whenever I ask to borrow it, they bring it to my house and drop it off for me. Like, I don't even have to go get it. So just so thankful for their gracious hearts and they're willing to share the things that God has given them. And it makes life easier. Uh, Having things, tools to do the job correctly and easier makes life easier. And I'm thankful that they're sharing theirs with me. Oh, it makes it so much more comfortable, doesn't it? Speaking of comfort, we are talking about how to be comfortable on some not so comfortable trips probably Mm -hmm. it is coming into fall now and this honestly is my favorite time of year to go backpacking to go camping to to be outdoors the weather cools off the animals become more active the fish start biting more the color starts to change on the trees here in another month or so just a wonderful time to be out enjoying god's creation but you want to do it as comfortable as you can and gear is always changing. People are always trying to invent and innovate better gear to make time outdoors more enjoyable and easier. And in the backpacking world, it's all about being light because mm-hmm. you got to carry it when you go. So exactly what are we talking about? If I were to say, Ben, let's build the best set of backpacking gear that we can build. What are we really talking about when we say backpacking? Yeah, backpacking is specific to at least... I'm going to say at least one night of staying out. I see it being more two or three. The reason is is because 
Today we're going to be talking about backpacking backpacks and gear and equipment that can go inside yeah. it. What do you cram in that? Yeah, but you can actually go out and purchase hiking packs, hiking backpacks. And so it can get confusing. You know, if you're going on what I'm going to call a day trip, you're getting up early and you're coming home back to your normal home at night. You know, that is a, that's a day hike. And so you're hiking and you want to take a backpack with you. There's items that you want to take to make it more comfortable and, and uh, to protect you, right? But when you're wanting to do multiple days, so you're going to be camping out in the wilderness, you know, out in the back country, maybe even some front country camping, you're going to need to find a backpacking backpack. Right. So to summarize what you're saying, multiple nights out camping, multiple days away from home, and you're only using what you brought with you. You're not stopping at a restaurant any of the nights. You're not getting a hotel room any of the nights. You are bringing your home, you're bringing your bed, you're bringing your kitchen, you're bringing your food, you're, you're bringing everything that you need for multiple days to stay out there. And during that time, you are covering some distance. You're, you're covering ground, whether it be bike, paddling, hiking, horse, whatever it is, you aren't staying in the same place. You're sleeping in a different spot each night. Yes. And, and I would probably narrow this down, this topic down to we are hiking. So we are hiking every day by foot. Um, we're not adding in any other mode of transportation. And so backpacking at the core is going to be you hiking with a backpack on your back that's going to allow you to have the equipment you need to at least stay one overnight, but probably multiple. All right. So let's do this. Let's build the best set of backpacking gear that we can from the backpack all the way down to forks and spoons and that kind of stuff. How we're going to do this, we're going to really rely on, this is your kind of your expertise. What I know about this is what I've learned from you. And so we're really going to rely on you. I'm going to ask you questions and I want you to gear out on us, help all of our listeners get an idea of how to build the perfect backpacking gear, how much it costs, how much is it going to weigh, and maybe even kind of get into where we can get some of this stuff. Okay? Are you ready? Yes, I am. Hit me. Well, first, we're going to start with some rules. I got oh, some rules no. for you. Oh, All right. no. All right. Got to set the expectations first, right? That's true. Yeah. So when I ask you these questions, you're loaded rich. Money is not a consideration at all, okay? Sweet. I know you're used Love to that, that lifestyle, so uh -huh. it's not going to be too difficult for you. <laughs> you're so full of it. <laughs> so money is not considered. Weight is definitely considered, meaning we want light. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to carry this as far as we can and not get tired. So we want light gear. And typically, for everyone listening in this world, this backpacking world, the lighter, the more it costs. So we want to get the lightest, most expensive stuff, and it needs to be good quality. So we're talking brands that we know, brands that we've used and experienced, we know are quality, things that have good reviews. Um, it may be the lightest, but if it's junk, then we don't really want it. That is absolutely true. That There's actually kind of three kinds. Uh, it's going to be kind of hard to talk about, but there's three kinds. So basically what I want to say is, and this may be a little off, but if you want it durable and cheap, then it isn't going to be comfortable. If you want it cheap and comfortable, then it's probably not going to be durable. And if you want it comfortable and durable, it won't be cheap. Right. So that's just kind of that being that mindset. If you're wanting uh, some of the high quality and stuff, guys, it's it's going to cost. So I'm so thankful that one of my rules is that I am filthy rich because <laughs> we're going high. Hypothetical rule today yeah, is true. that. All right. 
First question we're going to attack is the pack itself. What pack are you going with? I probably got an idea of your answer on this because you are a fan of a certain brand and mm -hmm. I see a lot of it. You've got multiple uh, pack units of this that you use from your daily carry to, to uh, yeah, your backpacking unit. So what pack do you recommend? What pack are you going to pick out? I'm going to answer that after I ask some questions first. Are you ready for this? No, I'm the question no, asker. Oh, I got to ask something because I got to know. <laughs> so, first off, what I, I need to know before I make my high-end, like, comfortable, best of the best is I need to know truly my location um, because some of this dictates if you're going altitude, if I'm going above 12,000 feet, then I am going to have to look at uh, some different different materials. I'm going to have to look at warmth, uh, the same way with seasons. What seasons am I going? I'm going to have to know how many people, which – we're, I'm under the impression that I'm just going by myself, right? I don't have to take you along with me because that'd be nice. Uh, you're not taking me because oh. we need a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you do have a friend going with you. Okay. But they're more experienced than you, so oh, you're I just worrying that. about you. Okay, I love that. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. So I know how many people's going now. Um, and you got I'll, like a Stephen Tay with you or something. They yeah, that would be awesome. Yes. And I know that I'm going to be out there. You're telling me backpacking. So I know I'm going to be out there at <clears> least one night. <throat> mm -hmm. So hopefully I, I know how many nights before I go yeah. uh, for to know how much food I need. Um, and altitude, are we staying? Yeah, in you're, you're below 12,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So kind of where we live, that type of. Yeah. Let's yeah. say like the, the OHT, the Ozark Highlands Trail okay. down around the Buffalo River area or, or something like that. Got it. And then, you, did I hear you say fall, or am I just thinking that because fall, baby? Because we're here in fall. almost in the fall season. So uh, I'm thinking about seasons there within the fall of what what I could come across while I'm out there. Yeah. Um, okay. No, that definitely helps. So then, looking at backpacks first, I mean, my disclaimer for any of this that I'm about to talk about today, any of the equipment from backpack down to all the other fun stuff, is that one size does not fit all for everybody. So everything that I'm going to share today. Is, is awesome. It's a great place to start, but I, I'm kind of speaking to women um, right now, especially as we get into backpacks. There are backpacks made for women, and they really need to find a woman backpack because there is a difference, especially for the chest area, that the way that it's cut, the way that your your clip comes across. So this is, I'm, I hope that everyone listening really takes heed in the brand that I'm talking about. Um, so start with those first because um, there's a lot of quality in that and I hope that helps. Well, yeah and you can look specifically at the gear we're mentioning yeah. and see some of its qualities and say okay I, I if I want to go and I want to invest in good gear yes, Ben and Brian are showing me what is quality what is good and I, I can look for similar. Yeah and if you have the option which really try to do this if you have the option go to a brick and mortar store try it on i'm not end up talking about just the backpack anything outdoor equipment if you have the option no matter how much money you have in your pocketbook go try it on go get fitted go check it out go see it feel it touch it smell it don't well, taste it i hate baby. to be a cynic but in a world of dying brick and mortar good luck you and that's that's what i'm saying if you have the option to do it go do it the second is most of us have to do it online. And so ensure that you can return what you purchase because some of these items, they're good, but I'm telling you today, sometimes in today's pre, or I'll say post COVID world, things aren't, how do I say this? Uh, they're, they're not as um, completely put together as they used to be. Yeah. I just, I find like the more that we purchase online and more we get it, um, 
sometimes it isn't what they said it would be. So <laughs> you remember those mic arms we bought for our podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be high quality, spring loaded, <laughs> bounce. I don't even think it held our microphone up. We put the mic on. <laughs> we put the mic on it. It just fell over like yeah. a limp noodle. Yeah. So what we're that's that's exactly what we're saying. Like so, just be cautious. That that's really a disclaimer that I want to share today because um, gear to me, I'm so passionate about gear. I love gear and. I hate when my heart's broken when I get stuff yeah. that, that isn't how it was supposed to be. Well, so, uh, With that, a lot of the companies that you're going to be mentioning today, these are some these are some top-notch organizations, and most of the stuff you're getting from them is, is going to be dependable. It's going to be quality and yeah. independable. Well, and, and they usually help you out. Like, yes. if, it's, if, it's, if you broke it, they may charge you a little bit, but, like, you can get a new one or they'll fix it for a mm-hmm. low cost. And some people, uh, their warranties are amazing and they'll just completely switch out. So do a little research in regards to some of that warranty stuff. But um, these higher end brands, yeah, they they want to take care of their people. So let's, yeah, let me get enough questions, yeah. enough disclaimers. Okay. Gear talk. So here's what I got to know. Here's, here's what I always look at in backpacking. So you can only hold 20% of your body weight. So that's, that's kind of that first place to start. So for me, I'm going to look at 20% of my body weight. So for an example out there, if someone is 150 pounds, then they really only want to be carrying about 30 pounds on their back. Now that, again, that's just an average. So first off, look at your weight, no matter who you are listening, know your weight, and then take that times 0.20, and that's going to give you your pounds. Did I do math right there, Brian? Is that right? For once. Yes. Okay, perfect. So again, 20% of your body weight, That that is going to help you to be more comfortable because there are backpacks that you can purchase that could fit well the backpack that i'm getting ready to tell you that i love the most that i would take with me can actually hold up to 150 pounds so that would be insane for me to try to carry 150 pounds on my back right but it's it's doable and so that's like if you put all of our kids in one backpack exactly exactly (laughs) right yeah and you don't i mean I might want to do that if I was trying to evade or something, right? But at the end of the day, when I'm wanting to go out and have fun and just be a comfortable, fun backpacking trip, I do want to keep my weight down. And so the four things I'm looking for in a backpack are durability, comfortability, ventilation, and organization. And the hard part about that is is you're not going to find all four for every single company, for every single backpack. And so when I've narrowed it down, what works for me, and it's mine's kind of a hybrid. It's more of an external frame. But you can find backpacks that are internal frame, external frame, and then you have no frames. So like what your kids are wearing to go to school, those are no frame backpacks. Um, they can do the job, but they're not going to be as comfortable carrying 30 pounds as one with an internal or external frame. And so once you figure out your size and shape, I'm going to tell you you need to turn to Mystery Ranch. That's the brand. That's the brand. Mystery Ranch. Mystery Ranch. It is. I have several packs by them now. I used um, the T100 is what it was called um, a long time ago, and I used it to guide with. It was so awesome um, for really any kind of terrain. It held everything I needed, but it was so good for a guide pack that I realized, well, why don't I want to? I don't. Why don't I get one for me? Like it's perfect for me and my adventures, especially because I'm usually taking people with me, right? But what's so cool about this pack is I can l- completely lighten my load, put less in it. And because it is compressible, you can. There's so many straps on it. You can put less in it and strap it down, and it it's even better. Like it makes things even more comfortable when you have less weight. I hope that makes sense. Okay. And so, 
mystery ranch, the one that you could go to today and get that I would pull off the shelf is the Terra Frame 80. Terra Frame A is an apple, D is a dog. Terra, right? Terra Frame 80. Now you got to be careful because they also have a Terra Plane. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so they've got a Terra Plane. So you're looking at Terra Frame, F R A M E. And the reason I like that one is because, like I said, it's kind of a hybrid, but it's more of an external frame. And so you can separate the bag from the frame and you can fit more equipment in between those two. So in between your back and the bag material itself. Um, The reason I like that is because if I ever needed to evac somebody out, I knew I could use that. If I ever take an elk hunting, I can place some of the meat in that area. Um, I'm looking this up and it's not A as an apple, D as a dog, it's 80, the number? That's the leader. Yeah. So Paraframe 80? Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you meant A-D. Oh, no. Did you say A-D? Yeah. I thought you said A-D. 80. <laughs> 8 <zero. laughs> Yeah, A-D. Now, there is a 65, if that helps you out. So, for your frame, somebody listening, your posture, who you are, your height, it may be better to get into a 65. Um, again, I like to buy... Uh, you told me I had no limit, right? So, if I have no limit, I'm going to buy the the biggest largest because i know that i can i can really cinch it down and uh keep it tight even google knows i'm dumb now because i searched google <laughs> mystery ranch terra frame ad <laughs> he literally had, had the letters a, a and d because when you said terra frame 80 i said i was like but i said a is an apple d is a dog and you're really? like yeah. oh i didn't hear you there i'm sorry man i'm sorry oh, we don't want to lead gosh. anybody astray i was geeking out on uh on my pack so so I'm looking this up. Five hundred dollars, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That I is mean right. and in the world is that crazy middle of the road? Is that low? I, I didn't pay that for my pack, but I don't have right. a mystery ranch. Yeah, for your let's uh Osprey, um some call it Osprey, but Osprey is another brand and for the same it it actually it's a less leader, but for the same um quality, same style of bag, um a little bit of a different um uh, material that's made out of, but it's around 700. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is 500. Your Osprey is going to get into about 700. Um, you can come down from that a little bit. They have other cheaper, but I'm telling you the way that the frame is, the way that the hip belt are on both the Osprey and on the Mystery Ranch. That's um, the cat's pajama. I, yeah, I love it. I wow. absolutely love it. Sweet. I am a so huge So Terra Frame 80, as in 8 zero. For $500 is where we're starting on our bag. So let's move out of bag. You got us an awesome bag here. we got to start talking about what we're going to put in this thing. And we've talked in, in other episodes, actually probably multiple episodes, because it's kind of a foundation to so much of what we do, even on the survival side. When you're thinking about packing a pack, you're thinking about the rooms of your home. Yeah. Your, your bedroom, your your kitchen, mm-hmm. your living room. That's kind of how you, you pack your pack. So we're going to kind of go through that process here. Rooms of the house, Ben. First, you got to have a house. So let's start with tent. What? What's your? Right. That's really a lot of times one of the bigger, heavier things that's going in your bag. Uh, and we'll start with that and work our way down. What tent are we going to stuff or attach to our TerraFrame 80 backpack? Absolutely. And don't forget the TerraFrame 80 <laughs> backpack. Uh, it weighed because we're talking about not only price today, but we want to talk about that weight as well. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry. And so the weight of the Mystery Ranch backpack is 6.1 pounds all by itself, just the way it is. But there is one thing that I've got to add to my backpack, 
because I'm always going to have one in my pack and it is going to be their pack fly. And so this pack fly, anytime that it wants to rain, I'm going to pull that out, get that on so that all the contents inside my backpack stays dry. And that's going to run you $45. So your pack itself is 500 to add on your rain fly. Your pack fly is 45. Is there a reason you're going with theirs? Cause I mean, there's tons of different pack flies out there. Well, so today you gave me a rule of spend whatever I want to spend. Yeah, oh yeah. And so because of that, I love to match my gear. So I want brand with brand. I try to. You can't always just go full brand because of maybe something you like different or maybe because it doesn't work for you. Is that just an OCD thing or because it's probably going to fit a little better because it's brand to brand? You're, so the the second one is more or less because most of the time they're making it for their their thing, right. you know. Um, now it isn't like buying shoes and socks. Um, just because you have a pair of Nike shoes, you can buy whatever socks you want. Because oh, they don't I have am to not fit. afraid to wear Under Armour socks. With there Nike you go, shoes. boom. But on this point, there are pack flies that you can purchase. They're gonna they're gonna say they're small, medium, or large, and they'll definitely fit over your bag. They just may not clip in the right spot, or they may have a different clip set up to, to keep that lashed around. Whereas most of the time when you're buying the products from the same company, they are going to, um, uh, have that companionship that yeah. they, they really work together. Right. That makes, that that's makes why perfect I like sense. It. Yeah. The other thing I'm going to buy for my backpack is, um, it is still mystery ranch and it's called their hydro pack, but it's their 3.1 liter reservoir. Um, some people don't like carrying any kind of bladder, water bladder in their bag. And you can just do a water bottle system. I like to take water bottles and a bladder because if I don't want to use a bladder, I can just leave it deflated. And they're they're so lightweight that if you don't put water in them, you don't even know they're there. Mm -hmm. So I like to have that option because I do like to take water out with me. And depending on my location, like you're saying fall here in the Ozarks on this trail, as I do my trip planning and I'm looking at my trail, there may be a day that I don't cross water. And so if I know that, then I can I can only fill up two liters within my three liters to get me through that day that I need it. Um, you know, day one, I may be crossing water, may use my water bottles. Day two, then I just stick with my my bladder that's got the water in it. And then day three, I go back to my water bottle. So I like to have options. I love to be able to take those things. Um, but just as a disclaimer, though, that's another $45. And so you're, you're kind of starting to build up and that's just your backpack, yeah, right? Up, yeah, almost 600 there, yeah. Now, three liters of water is going to roughly weigh 6.7 pounds. So there is kind of, we're not going to add that into our weight today because I'm not filling it up, but I want everyone to, to know that when you fill that water reservoir, that water bladder up at three liters, it's going to be roughly six pounds of weight. Like yep. that's quite a bit. That's a, that's a lot adding to your pack. So think about that. Be cautious of that. Now you would ask me about the house getting into, now we're in our house. We're talking about shelter. So we're looking yeah. at tent first. So. I, you gave me the rule of it's, I'm going by myself, but I got a buddy with me. Um, but I, I feel like I'm doing a multi-day most of the time. Like no matter if I was a kajillionaire, I usually don't use a tent. I don't like it's, if I'm doing a, an overnight trip, a tarp's going to do it for me. Uh, maybe even a bivy bag, which is just a waterproof sack that you can slide into, uh, when you're in your sleeping bag. Um, those are like my favorite things and I love them. However, when I'm doing multiple days, I want something that if I had to sit in and do life in, then I can, and I can't really do that in a bivy um, bag. And I can't even hardly do that in just a single, like a one person tent. It's just hard to, to hang out in there all day. And the reason I say that here in the Ozarks, 
um, uh, Aaron Nork, a buddy of mine, listener of the show, him and I, we went camping one night. It was such a fun night. We'd, we'd hiked in. We had a great night. The next day that we got up, rain set in, and it rained the entire day. Now, if you have to go to point A to point B, well, then you're going to have to get up and hike so that you get your evac time when you're needing to. But us, we were just, we were just hanging out. Like we didn't really have to go. We could always turn around and go back. We just had options. But because we were there, we just stayed in the tent. We stand there for hours and hours waiting for it to let up. And it really didn't. And if I had to stay inside a shelter that wasn't, you know, didn't allow me the option to to move and, and change and live life in there for multiple days, it would wear me out. Like I'd need my room. I need my space. So for your example, I found my dream tent, one that I want since I'm not t- now taking a bivy or a, or just a little single man tent. Do tell. It is the Big Agnes Copper Spur HVUL1. HV or AD? Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it again. It is the Big Agnes Copper Spur. H is in Harry. V is in Vulture. UL1. Now, this is our single man tent. And so I was, I was looking across this and I was like, man, do I want to go UL2 or UL1? UL2 is going to be that two person tent. The reason that I went with Big Agnes is because their tents, they're taking pride in, they're keeping their weight down, but they're making them larger inside. So if you look at, if someone says they have a two person tent, what that means is if you have a sleeping pad and you lay them next to each other, those two pads are going to be touching together and laying at the bottom of your tent. Like that's kind of like the best way I can say it. So if you have a four man, well, that means four sleeping pads, but there's no other room. Like it literally is taking up all the room with just where you're laying down. And so as I was looking through and really studying this tent and checking out reviews, like they add extra space, like so much that even Brian being six foot three, could even sleep. How tall are you, Brian? Am six right? four, but I'll take. Oh, six, six four. Well, I mean, you're you're getting, getting older. older. You're shrinking. shrinking yeah. You are. Um, so six three and a half. You know, he can still sleep in that without his toes being jammed through the side of the tent. So, looking at those options, how tall are you? What do you need? But for me, I'm going to go with the UL one because it was larger than a normal single man tent, and it was lighter than the two man tent. And so since it's bigger than a normal one and lighter than the two person, I'm going with it. And it's only going to cost me 450 bucks. 450. What's it weighing? Two pounds, six ounces. The whole tent, poles and everything only weighs two pounds, two six pounds. ounces? Yep. Now you can get into maybe some lighter tent setups they have out there. But again, you're getting into, you're losing space. That is fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. Now I'm going to add one thing to that. It does have a rain fly already with it. So that's awesome. But I am going to purchase what's called a footprint. And with the footprint, it's it's basically a material you're going to lay down first, and then you're going to put your tent on top of it, and it, it protects the bottom of your tent. Um, you should never walk in your tent with your shoes on, ever, but as you're moving, laying, sleeping, your knees, all that stuff that's, that's digging down the bottom of that tent, that footprint that you're putting below it is going to protect it. Now, if I'm a billionaire and I'm like, you know what, I'm only using this tent once, I'm going to throw it away when I get home, then maybe I might not purchase that. But this is something that I would want to keep for a while and use multiple times. And so I would look at getting a footprint. And is that something Big Agnes sells too? You can buy like a, a footprint that matches their tent? Absolutely. Yeah. It's called the, it's just called the Copper Spur. So remember the tent's called Copper Spur. This is called the Copper Spur footprint. It's 70 bucks and it only comes in at four ounces. So it's light. 
Yes. Less expensive. Exactly. All right. Yep, exactly. You're going to see a theme there with that. That's right. That's right. Now, when I'm looking at tents, I'm also thinking chairs. Because for me, when I'm wanting to call it a night, like when I'm done, I've had all this weight on my back, been carrying it all day. I'm ready to to just rest. And before I get in my tent and go to sleep, I love to sit down, whether it be cooking, resting, fishing, playing, whatever. I'm just sitting down and chilling for well, a bit. Well, I've noticed this tent almost has like a little vestibule area on it. It does, and, and it depends on um, if you're taking um, uh, walking sticks or not. You know, this design, a lot of the, you can use your walking sticks to help pop your fly out so that you can hang under it if it rains. Um, for me, though, if it's going to rain, I'm staying in it. Um, if it isn't raining, I'm getting out, I'm going. Like, that's kind of a, something different about me, too, is I'm not just going to lay around in this thing all day. So that's kind of why I go back to just a single tarp. When I wake up, let's get up, let's get up, let's pack up, let's let's move to the next thing, let's start cooking, let's get the let's get the day going. You know, um, if I wanted to, to lay around and sleep all day, then then I may look at uh, always using a tent every night. Does that make sense? What I'm saying there, yeah. And so uh, in that tent, though, there is an area vestibule, uh, an area, excuse me, that you can place your backpack and stuff under, so it doesn't have to come into the tent. However. I like my gear with me, so being this UL1, being larger than a normal single-man tent, it appeared that that would be able to fit in there with me, and I would bring my equipment in with me. I wouldn't leave it at the door. The only thing I leave outside of a night, outside of my tent, is my nasty, muddy shoes. Yep. I don't bring them in with me. All right, so we've covered pack. We've covered our shelter. We've covered really even our living room, which is just a chair. You want something to sit in, a chair. Um, well, let me let me tell you what it is. Oh, yeah. What is your That's chair? That's right. My chair. So I had to weigh two options. I have two chairs that I love the most. Uh, the first one's Crazy Creek. Uh, I'm not going with it for this, but Crazy Creek, um, the the Hex 2.0, um, you're literally sitting directly on the ground. It's basically a pad with a back on it. And why it's, it's my second favorite and why I'm sharing it is because in the event, when we talk later about our sleeping pads, in the event that you have a blown sleeping pad... Um, or you need some more protection from the ground. What's cool about this chair is it lays completely flat, so you can turn it into a sleeping pad. Yeah. So it's it's a multi-use. You love multi-use. I do. Items. Period. But because you said I can spend what I want and do what I want, yep. um, I went with my dream chair because of how comfortable it is and how lightweight it is for how comfortable it is. Well, I've been on trips with you and you bring both chairs. <laughs> I have before. <laughs> yes, but this is a Helinox. Um, that is the brand, and the chair is called Chair Zero Highback. And they have just a regular chair without the high back. But when I've tried both, especially after a long day, being able to like just let your head come back in that chair and set back, it just takes pressure like off your spine. Like it. Helinox Chair Zero High Back. You got it right. Yeah. And how much is that running? It's only 180 bucks. 180 bucks for a little teeny tiny chair. It's, What's it weigh? It is one pound, eight ounces. So it's a light little chair. It is, but it's not as light as the the hex 2.0 so, so you can get lighter but you're giving up some comfort with that because you're i like being up off the ground knees yep. bent um that's kind of easier on my back you'll see a lot of people in the in the chairs directly on the ground they have to cross their legs set indian style so we're talking comfortability here as well mm-hmm. you know that i think that's why most of us don't don't use bean bags at home bean bag chairs we're setting up in recliners and couches it's just more right. comfortable and that's that's what this chair is going to be like a, an actual chair so okay. gotta go with it all right You've relaxed in your chair. Your tent's ready. It's time to move on to the bedroom. 
Where are you going to go sleep? How are you going to be comfortable for a good night's rest? Now, <laughs> this one, man, like out of all the equipment here, I fell in love with this system and it's new. And I, I have I already have a Big Agnes sleeping bag. It is what I use. I've loved Big Agnes. Um, it's kind of what got me into their tent side. There are other companies that sell really quality tents, but really looking at cost and weight, man, they were starting to hit it here for me. And so looking at their sleep system, gosh, I just love it so much. It's called the Big Ag. <clears throat> it's called the Big Agnes Lost Ranger UL 3N1 15 degree bag. They may make some awesome products, but they could sure work on their no, their naming system. So the current sleeping bag I have is a Lost Ranger. That's what's what it is. But what's different about this is that three, the letter N, and the number one. So how this how this configuration works, it would actually be awesome for what Brian and I do a lot. Um, there's three parts to this system. So the bottom part of this sleeping bag allows you to basically it attaches to your sleeping pad. And I'm going to talk about sleeping pads in just a minute, but the sleeping pad, it, it attaches to that. Why that is so amazing is because you cannot roll off of your sleeping pad. You can't turn left and right. Like it, it keeps you in your system, which is, oh, it's, it's really good. I've woke up some in the past. I'd wake up and I wouldn't even be on my pad anymore. You know, I'd completely rolled off. So that is awesome. Two is, you have its combined bag system. So you have an outer bag and that outer bag, the bottom of that is what's attaching to your sleeping pad. Okay. I'm trying to give you a visual here without, it's hard. Then you have your inner bag. And so the inner bag all by itself is going to be around, I'm going to go on the high end. So we're going on high temp. So the bag by itself is about a 35 degree bag. Okay. The outer bag is like a 50 degree bag. And so what's cool on that whole system is like you and I, maybe here at the end of summer, we would only want to lay for that night in that outer bag. Like we could lay under it, we could lay on top of it, you know, but as it gets colder, then you could just jump into your inner bag and lay on top of it. But then as it gets real cold, you can then slide while you're in the inner bag, you can slide then the inner bag into the outer bag. And now you're combining at a 15 degree bag. Holy cow, that is cool. I was going to say, what when you combine them, I don't know how the math works there, yeah. the 50 and the 35, but it makes it a 15 degree bag. It does. So I have a 15 degree bag and it is perfect for what we have here in the Ozarks. I've even used it in the, the dead winter, right? Right. But there are times here in the Ozarks that it can get below 15 degrees. We experienced mm -hmm. that. Was that last year that got down to negative 22 or was oh, that yeah. the year before? That was two years two ago. Two years yeah. ago. And so it is possible, but it doesn't happen a lot. So a 15 degree bag is going to get you there. But you got to remember, like, if you're in 15 degree temps in a 15 degree bag, you are going to be cold. You won't freeze to death. That's yeah. what it's designed for. But you ain't comfortable. You ain't feeling good. And so, you know, as it gets down into the the 30s, like 32, 31, 30. I've been in my 15 degree bag and it has been perfect, right? But in the fall, when the lows are in 50s, maybe even the 40s, I'm still a little too hot in that 15 degree bag. So with this three in one system, being able to to have it with me and but to separate it and use what I need for that comfortability, oh so genius. How, how much does the whole system cost? So for the three in one Lost Ranger. It's going to run you $570. $570. How much does it weigh? Two pounds, three ounces. The whole three-piece system only weighs two pounds? Mm-hmm. I would pay for that. Yeah. I would pay for that. Absolutely. And Especially say the full name for me one more time. 
Big Agnes, Lost Ranger, UL, three and one. And this bag that I'm suggesting is a 15 degree bag. I believe they have some other, I think you can get the zero degree bag as well from them. Same, same well, that, three and one. That sounds really, really cool. Well, with the attachment on the bottom where your, your pad actually attaches to you, what pad are you going to select to sleep on? All right. There was a toss up. Um, I currently own the Thermarest, um, Neo Air is what it's called. And I've loved it. I've been using it for years and years and years. But combining it with my current Agnes bag, uh, my current Agnes bag has a slot in the back that you slide it into so so that you stay connected. You know, kind of like this system here. I think that's that's where they got the, that was their original idea was sliding the bag in, uh, sliding the pad into the bag. Um, because they're not the same brand, it causes some problems back there. It's kind of hard to get in because the shape of the bag is a little different. And so for this, I suggest getting the Big Agnes. Now it's, I'm calling it rapid, but it's R-A-P-I-D-E. How would you say that? R-A-P-I-D-E. Rapido. Rap- I was going to say rapidi, <laughs> like, but uh, rapid SL insulated. Okay. It's 150 bucks. It only weighs 18 ounces, but it's going to be the exact shape that you need for the bottom of that bag. And it's insulated. Whereas my Neo Air that was made by Thermarest, it is just an inflatable mattress. Now we could we could do like half of a half of a podcast episode explaining the difference between in like uh, your air inflated mattresses versus your your cell your foam cell mattresses and there's two different kinds. I'm not necessarily uh, one that loves to to carry around that foam um, because it's bulkier to me. It's heavier. I love more of what I'm telling you these these inflatable, but they kind of have today kind of these hybrids where these inflatables have a little bit of insulation in them. And why that's important is because this three-in-one bag, it literally has to have some sort of sleeping pad. You cannot use it without it because there's no bottom on it. The bottom is your sleeping pad. Why that's awesome is because your body heat's going to heat up the air inside the sleeping pad. And that's going to help you to keep warm because when you're in a sleeping bag and you're laying on the bottom side of it, your body is smashing all that insulation flat, no air can get trapped in there. I say no air, there is some, but not a whole lot of air can get trapped in there. And so it's not insulating you very well below you. So they're like, let's cut that out and let's let the sleeping pad do what it's going to do. But if the sleeping pad were to pop because it's it's an air mattress, basically, then you could have problems. And that's when I would then look at using my chair or having to take a repair kit so that I can blow that back up again and use it. Because you're using that inflatable pad, it is so much more comfortable, especially if you're a side sleeper. It's awesome. And if you want to be comfortable, take that instead of that closed cell phone. So the that Big Agnes pad, how much does it cost and how much does it weigh? So the Big Agnes pad is coming in at 150 bucks. Okay. It's 18 ounces. 18 ounces. So mm-hmm. really light. Decently affordable, 150 bucks. And what was the name, the exact product name of that pad again? Big Agnes Rapid with an E. <laughs> SL. And it says insulated. Now, Ben, this next item I'm going to ask you about, you don't have to have this item. Wait, but I wait, know that wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, Brian, you told me I could spend as much as I wanted to. I, yes. Okay. I have to have a pillow. I can't move. I cannot. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about. Oh, okay. Good, yeah. good. I, th- I, I was like. That's what I was going to ask you about. You have, have to have a pillow. I do. Yeah. Um, I didn't even really research any new pillows. I don't even care. 
<laughs> because I found the one that I love the most and it's, I would just, it would work perfect with the system as well. And it is the Thermarest compressible pillow cinch. Uh, there's a small, a regular, and like a large. I use the regular. Um, it is perfect. It resembles my pillow brand that I have. I have a my pillow, and so my pillow is a my pillow. And this cinch pillow has that same kind of foam in it, and it just it helps me to it, it just it's perfect for my neck and head. So well, we bought some of those my pillows, my wife and I, yeah. for our house. Mm-hmm. We sent those some bucks back. Which well, did you get soft? I have no idea. They were awful. Oh yeah, it really worked for me. I, I loved. I think it was so. The maybe firm. I I might have to get a different than the Thermarest. I've never you tried might. your pillow. You might. Yeah, yeah. And and there are that's there are so many options out yeah. there from just fluffy padding to inflatable. Uh, I think big Agnes's are all inflatable. Um, I don't prefer that. I want something that kind of squishes down but is firm enough to hold my neck up. So Thermarest compressible pillow cinch. I bought the regular. It only weighs 10 ounces, and it's going to cost you about 40 bucks. How small does that pack down? Oh, uh, that is kind of a limiting factor in that. It, If you take a Nalgene and stood it up, and I folded, I cinched this down um, as tight as I can, it's going to be just right under like the height of an Nalgene and just a tad skinnier than an Nalgene bottle. So like a, a, about the size of a one-liter water bottle. A 32 ounce is what yeah. they would call an Nalgene, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so ha- half of a liter. Is that half a liter or a full liter? Hey, you're my math man. <laughs> you got math, buddy. <laughs> we'll just leave it at an algae. That's right. So now that you've got an awesome place to go spend the night, an awesome bedroom, you've got your tent, you've got your pad, you've got your three-in-one bag, which, gosh, you've got me excited about that. You've got a comfy pillow. When you wake up in the morning, you're going to have to have some good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Before you crawl in the tent, you're gonna have to do some good supper. <laughs> what are you bringing, like, f- for your kitchen? Is, is there like top of the line gear out there for that, or is it just whatever you can find? So my current system that I use is Jetboil. I found they have some different size pots. Um, I also have what we call them pocket rocket stoves. Um, MSR is a brand, and they sell stoves that are called Pocket Rocket. So you can't call them all that, but we do. Um, but that is an actual brand within MSR. Um, you know, I think the number one for me, I, I'm always going to, well, I can't say always. For this, I'm going to stick with Jetboil. Um, the reason is because of the food I'm probably going to take on this trip. And you have to decide, are you taking freeze-dried meals, um, dehydrated meals, are you taking uh, flour and ingredients that you're preparing and cooking there? And for this trip, I want something that is fast because it's just me. I'm not cooking for anybody. We're not just hanging out around the fire. Like basically I'm cooking so that I can go play again. You know, I, I kind of want to get in and out on this. And so I'm going to take some freeze dried meals. And so all I really need is to quickly boil water. But I want to step up my game. I don't want what's called the Jetboil Flash, which is a smaller version that boils your water in, in uh, 30 seconds. I'm going to move up into a bigger pot because in the event that I do want to cook something, let's say one night if I'm doing three nights, one night I may want to make no-bake cookies. This still has that simmer where I can turn that temperature down and I can slow cook if I want to, or I can rapid heat to boil my water. And so because of because of me wanting to have some some options if I wanted to, I'm going with the Jetboil Minimo. 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 
you know, it's going to be a hundred and ah, it's about $165. But where this can kill you is how heavy it is. So it is 14.6 ounces, but that's pretty heavy in the cooking world. Um, but that is including your pot. So you got your pot. What's that? It's not even a pound. I know it. But when you're looking at when I was telling you about the MSR pocket rocket, you know, that's kind of my second option there that, uh, really awesome to have. I mean, it's destroying your weight. Like right. it is so much lighter. But but the jet boil, the pot, the it comes with the actual cooker, and they connect together. The only thing you'd have to add in would would definitely be your fuel. Yeah. Um, none of your systems come with fuel, so that's a separate purchase. But I would go with that. Um, and you're probably looking at what about a half a pound for a fuel canister that's going to last you for a two or three day trip. Uh, yeah, they're uh, eight ounces, yeah, I believe, for pound, okay. for the medium. Yeah. Um, but that's a medium size. You can buy smaller and even bigger. Um, so that eight ounces is, is going to be there. And I think that the average like boil time for the the jet boil minimo is is around three minutes. And we're talking several several ounces of water in this thing. It's a bigger size pot um, because I, Brian, you can't forget. Like I'm always in my survival brain, and this is a metal pot. And if I had to strip this thing down and use it over a campfire, I can. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another reason why I, I went with this is I could use it over the campfire and cook if I had to. Right. And so you're freeze dried meals. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to take some water. Are you going to take anything to collect water? Or are you just going to boil? Are you going to bring any filters or anything like that? Yeah. You and I, I I'm not, I'm not strained from what you and I currently do today. And there hasn't been anything new out there that's just blown my mind yet. Um, but the two things that I have with me that I use uh, individually is my Polar Pure. So that's a disinfectant. I'll be taking Polar Pure with me. Um, I can't promise you that it's available today to anybody listening. You're going to have to check and you're going to have to check every month. Polar Pure comes and goes um, mainly because of regulations due to iodine because people use iodine to make drugs and I'll leave it at that. And so it's kind of hard to get sometimes, but Polar Pure is awesome. Check it out. But the next is going to be filtration. I definitely take it. And we take the Catadin Pro. Um, there's some different types within that world, but um, get into something like that that's going to work for you. If you just want to pack your water in, great. But I'm the kind of guy where I want to take less weight and then try to to get it when I'm there. Yeah, I, I'll say this, that most of your most well-marketed and most accessible filters are not the ones that you really want to take and rely on. Um, the ones that I see people bring to our programs... As a matter of fact, I don't know that I've ever had anybody bring one to one of our programs that I'm like, yeah, I'd use that one. Most of the time I'm like, I don't know that I'd trust that one. So spend money and look at what your filter is rated for. When I say rated for, you want to make sure that it filters as small as you can get because viruses are very, very, very small down to like 0.04 microns. You want to get down to being able to filter to filter out all those viruses and just take that into consideration. Uh, before you just go buy one at Costco and start using it and relying on it to keep you safe. Yeah, really do your research on that. I want to add in this. Maybe you're a listener that says, Ben, I've already have, I've already got jet boil. I want something new. I've got endless amount of money. <laughs> I want something new. The Soto Windmaster, S-O-T-O. I have not personally used it yet, but in my research, this stove keeps popping up as like one of the best. There's a lot of people that are starting to say Soto, Soto, Soto. I don't know why other than it is lighter weight than the jet boil that I'm going with, but I keep seeing SOTO. I keep seeing this Soto. So um, if you're wanting to be adventurous and, and try something new, definitely check that out. 
Something I got to add to my kitchen set though. Um, just because I have my jet boil, I have my stove and now I bought my fuel. There's a few things you need to have. One being a fork or spoon or spork, uh, maybe even a spatula or using your spoon just to do it all. But I like the jet boil jet set. That is a spoon, it is a fork, and it is a spatula. So they're three separate things. They, um, they uh, not swivel, but they, they, they can be shorter. You can make them shorter or longer and they'll fit inside your pot when you're done. And so you can keep all your, all of that equipment can go inside your pot, your Minimo pot. And, uh, and allows you then you can eat with your spoon or cook with it. You can eat with your fork. Again, your spatula, depending on what you're cooking, it's nice to have something flat. That's going to cost you $11. Oh, not bad. <laughs> not bad at cheapest, all. Cheapest thing yet. That's right. It, it says that all three of those together is about 1.3 ounces. Yeah. So 1.3 pounds. One point. All the utensils together is 1.3 ounces. 1.3 okay. ounces. I thought you meant the whole cook set. No, gotcha. no, no. Nope. Just that. Okay. Yep. The whole that. Well, what about clothes? Like, obviously, you're going to bring the clothes that you know you need to have, pants, undergarments, all socks, all of those things, but like specifically that, that outer layer that you need to consider in shoes. Yeah, let's talk about clothing. I want to say that clothing, honestly, get whatever in the world you want to get except cotton. So whatever brand, whatever fabric, whatever style, color, shape, sound, don't care. Don't let it be cotton. When you're getting into your outer layer, for me, that's one of the most important because you and I are just, man, believers in the brand Gore-Tex. And so there are so many other brands that use the brand Gore-Tex within it that honestly, it doesn't matter as long as it says Gore-Tex. So Brian and I, our shoes or boots that we wear, our outer layer that we're wearing, I think we've, we, we have brands by Bass Pro. We have brands by Arterix. We have a lot of these high-end brands. But what makes them waterproof is the membrane on the inside, mm -hmm. and that is called Gore-Tex. And that's what you're looking for. So when I say get whatever you want, get it. But if you are looking for an outer layer rain coat, please buy a Gore-Tex one. You will be so much more happy, happier. It's breathable, lightweight, and it truly does work. It, it does keep you dry. I got to know, though. You get to go pick one out today. What are you getting? Oh, I'm going to go buy the Arterix Beta Lightweight Jacket. Arterix uh, Beta Lightweight. Yep, How much is it? It's only 500. 500? It's a jacket? <laughs> it's a jacket, yeah. Oh my a, gosh. Well, I have one. However, it's not the beta. Um, it, it, it was their older version a long time ago, and it was it was a little over 300. Arterix beta, lightweight. Yeah, yeah. $500. It better be stinking good. It, it is. I ripped mine. I tore my elbow out. Um, I was doing a skit for a camp, and uh, I was pretending that I was... Um, stealing the nurse so i picked her up and i went to throw her in the back of a suburban and the door hinge i don't know how it worked my door my elbow got hung on and ripped it did you cry oh my gosh brian i was sick to my stomach but now that i'm a millionaire you said i was a billionaire yeah. now that i have endless amount of money that's what i'm buying i don't care if i rip it i'll buy a new one well if i don't buy you a birthday gift for the next decade you know that i'm <laughs> saving up for your you know jacket. what don't worry about it i i would you know what? For you, I would use a trash bag as an outer layer, as long as you bought me the three-in-one three system for Magnus. <laughs> okay. So again, ten years from now, you might get your sleeping bag. So I'll you know, clothing, that. your base layer, your insulating layer, um, shorts, pants, whatever you want, wear what's comfortable to you. Just please make sure it's not cotton, because when cotton gets wet, it doesn't dry out. 
your synthetic clothing that we're talking about today, your body heat after a few hours will dry it out on its own, yeah. uh, which is really nice. So go, what about if you had to go pick a pair of shoes today to go correct. hike for multiple now, days? That is your vehicle. Cause we're talking about backpacking. We're talking about what vehicle we're not taking a mountain bike. We're not mountain bike, um, camping. We're not paddling and camping. We're not car camping. We're not even one wheel camping. Mm-hmm. You are using your two feet. And so I, there's a lot of people that I used to hang with that were just believers in a big leather hiking boot. And granted, they were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars and it lasted them forever, but they'd have to truly take care of that leather. Um, there was a process to like taking care of that boot. You, Brian and I have become like, we're not sponsored at all by this company, but Solomon. Solomon, you know, honestly, for the hiking that you're saying I'm doing out here on the Ozark, on the OHT, it don't matter what Solomon you buy. Nope. It's going to it's gonna do it for your trip. But I found the pair that I want. All right. And I want, and these would be my hiking boots. Now, remember, I like a waterproof boot. So these are Gore-Tex line. So they're Gore-Tex line, yep. exactly. This is called the Solomon Elixir Mid. Elixir. Elixir. It's 210 bucks, and they come in at one pound. One pound. Yep. Now, that, that is an awesome thing about Solomon is they are light. And they do use true Gore-Tex, and they really are waterproof. Yes. Um, it's going to wear out eventually. I mean, all shoes do. That they Gore-Tex do. does wear mm-hmm. out, and that's when you know. That's when I go buy my next pair. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, I can vouch for Solomon's. You actually kind of got me in and introduced me to them, and I was still, I was really coming from that hunting world. I have all kinds of those big, heavy leather and rubber boots that you're talking about, which are fine and great. And I got into Solomon's. Guess what I started wearing hunting? Solomon's. Solomon's. I wear them fishing in yes. fishing tournaments. I even see pro uh, professional fishermen and hunters out in these wet environments talking about how they wish they had a better boot. Man, I wish I wasn't clunking around the front deck of my boat in these boots. And right. I'm like, you can't. There, there's some out there for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding you. The pair, uh, I got a new pair of Solomon's last Christmas. And when I put them on, my quote was, Oh my goodness, these are so light and comfortable. I could play basketball in these. Mm, they feel true. like yeah, a pair of yeah. high top basketball they, shoes. They that's how better. comfortable they are. Now, Solomon is spelled S A L O M O N. So type it in that way when you're looking yeah, for they, them. They are worth $200. Absolutely. They truly are. Yeah. But there's two things that I'm going to add to my list here. I told you that they were a pound. And why that's important is because when I buy a waterproof boot, I'm not crossing any water source. In, like, I'm not going to go cross a river a creek that's going to come up over the top of them. Now, if I can step in it and not go over the top of my boot, absolutely. But I don't want water inside my shoe. And so I take a second pair of shoes with me. Chaco, uh, we have the Z Clouds. They're sandals. They run you about a hundred bucks. Ooh, I just got some new ones of those. I know they look pretty slick and they're depending on what size you buy there. I'm going to say roughly a pound and a half. So you're going to have a pound hanging on your backpack, whether it be your Solomons because you're wearing your Chacos or you got your Chacos hanging on your pack and you're wearing your Solomons. Well, that's kind of a, a good little hidden tip there. A lot of people try to pack their extra oh, pet of shoes. Yeah. Just take some carabiners. A lightweight. They have plastic carabiners yeah. now that work good. Clip them to the yeah. outside of your bag. They're right there. They're accessible and they're not smashed in when you need them. So if you come to a water crossing, slap your socks and Solomons off, put your Chacos on, walk across and then switch back. One of the most important parts to this shoe though, is the correct socks. And so you do have to have a pair of socks for these. Um, I don't care what nylon wool sock you buy. There's Merino. Um, there, Well, let me say it this way. There is uh, Smart Wool brand, Darn Tough brand. 
Um, I've even got some Eddie Bauer. Uh, there are so many companies now making a wool blend sock, uh, nylon wool, has no cotton in them. You don't want any cotton. Remember yeah. that. Not in your underwear, not in your socks, not in the rest of your clothing. Now, I bought some Redhead from Bass Pro, and they have outlived any other, we'll call, wool sock that I've owned. Hmm. Um, I used to be a smart wool, like, loved it. But the heel, the bottom, and on the back side of my heel would rub the wool off. And all I'd have is a nylon sock left. And I'm saying only after uh, maybe like six months of use. Oh, wow. Um, darn tough. They held, They lasted a little longer. Um, I'm not supporting Bass Pro here, but I'm going to tell you those socks, I wear them almost. I've got like five five pair and I I wear them every day. Yeah. Like I just, and there are no holes in them. So uh, quality is important here. Um, get you a comfortable nylon wool sock. If you're going to rewear them, then some of those brands that are really, really expensive, you know, again, they're about 20 bucks. Um, they may not last you very long, but they will do the job brand new for sure. So, um, I don't know how much they weigh. I didn't, I don't even know what a, it's like. So yeah, yeah okay. I think you'd be fine there. Well, when you go out on these trips, there's a, you, you are there to, to have fun, to, to see the scenery, to camp. All of the experience is fun, but sometimes you need a little recreation while you're out there. Because camping kind of can creep into all oh, I've done is the last six hours is just work, you know? What, is, what are some things you can throw in that pack that, that would just lead to recreation? So you said me and another guy's going. So I, I do, I take a, a deck of cards. Um, they sell plastic yeah, cards that can, that can get one, yeah. wet. Um, I take my Bible. So I always have a Bible and cards, which <laughs> some people out there may be like, we ain't supposed to be playing cards. Yeah. You know, well, I do. Uh, I love Jesus and I still play cards. We just don't add any money to it. So, uh, I do have a deck of cards and my Bible in a, in a waterproof, a little tiny waterproof bag. And, and that's something I always carry with me. Um, when I'm with groups a little bit bigger, um, especially our kid groups, I've got this special Frisbee that's, it's a knitted Frisbee. It can be used as a pot holder. It can be used as to lay in your lap to set like your hot plate on it, um, to even pick up a mug, uh, to then, yeah, throwing as a disc. Yeah, that's people love it that, when you bust that thing yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, let's say when, when, when I was in college, it was probably like hacky sacks or like <laughs> what people took. Yeah. Um, today, it's I kind of take that Frisbee. Um, it's, it's fun to play. Um, but to really just set and relax, honestly, is I usually just set by the fire. Um, if it's where a conversation start and begin, and sometimes if I'm by myself and there's just no talking, I will literally stare off into the fire, and that is so relaxing. It is so um, uh, fun, uh, rejuvenating, like just sitting in that <laughs> in that comfortable chair next to that warm fire sometimes is just is just all I need um, but if I'm by a water source I'm definitely taking a collapsible rod and reel and I will be fishing at some point for sure yeah 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 there's a lot of different ones out there now yeah. of uh, uh, travel travel rod and reel combo so you can go to Walmart even and find them and don't you don't have to spend a bunch of money on one just get one that works and and that you can go out and, and fish with it is awesome to especially with your group of people and fishing's not really on the agenda and 
people don't even know you've had it with you all day and you pop out, where the heck did you where get this seven-foot <laughs> yeah. fishing pole yeah. from? Well, it was exactly. collapsed in my bag. Exactly. It yep. is a good little trick. You know, I think there are a few other things to consider here. You've really hit like the core products and all that. Um, before we before we jump into these last few things to consider, I want to kind of total some of these numbers that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've talked about sleeping bag, tent, uh, pad, pillow, pots, pans, the pack itself. The stove. Stove. We've covered everything really that you need to put in this pack outside of the specific clothes that you want and whatever food and water that you want to bring. Yeah, and, and, and some people get into to spices for their kitchen. You can even look at your, uh, we didn't really talk about the restroom. You know, we're not mm-hmm. going to today, but um, are you taking a plastic trowel? Are you taking a metal? Are you taking wet wipes? Are you taking dry toilet paper? Um, are you are you putting all this in waterproof bags? You know, there's there's a lot of extra things to talk about here, but at the end of the day, this is this equipment right here is what's going to get you started. And then you get to go have fun to go pick out the little things that you like that's mm-hmm. unique to you, that you you want a plastic spoon instead of a metal spoon, right. you know, whatever that may be. So all the products that we've talked about here, all the products that Ben has picked out is kind of like a, a pie in the sky. If I got to go build this ultimate backpack set today, this is what I'm going for. We're sitting at just over 17 pounds. Now that is before any food and before any water. And this is before uh, the next couple things that we're going to talk about, hygiene and first aid. So all the products we've talked about, 17 pounds. So that, that's you're doing pretty good there. You, re- you really are. You still have some room for a 150-pound person that's right. getting up to that 30 pounds. Right. You still have 13 pounds of, of water and food and extra things that you're going to get to stuff in here to get to your 20% mark. Yeah, and don't let me discourage you. Like, as you get up closer to your 30 pounds, you might – well, since I'm got as much money as I want, I may go buy. Uh, I may I may take my cut on my chair, and I may not get a high back chair. I may get the short back chair so that I can take something else. That is the fun part about gear and backpacking and buying and playing and learning what works for you because there are so many combinations that you can mm-hmm. do here. But like you said, we're at 17 pounds. That's pretty good for for um, right where we're at you know but the real thing everyone's wondering is how much does this all cost how (laughs) How much much? does it all cost we said the prices i went ahead and added them all up for you now this price i'm about to give you this does not include the solomon shoes and the rtx jacket okay this is excluding them okay so So, no no clothing no socks okay no clothing you've got a backpack and all your sleep gear and kitchen set and all that everything you need besides the rain jacket and the shoes yeah you're looking at just under $2,500. $2,500. That ain't bad at all. <laughs> yeah, not too bad, right? Yeah. Now, I will say, you can go get some semblance of, none of the brands that we mentioned, but some semblance of these products at Walmart for way, way less. But it is going to be heavier. Mm-hmm. It's going to not last you as long. Right. And it is not going to be as comfortable. You're going to sacrifice all of those things. But if you want this best of the best bag that we're putting together today, you're looking at $2,500. Right. You want to add in that awesome rain jacket and the awesome shoes. Now you're talking more like $3,200, $3,300, and you've really got a good, awesome, I mean, the pr- people the that do this all the time <laughs> are using this, this setup out there. Yeah. You know, and there are... Uh, <laughs> 
we got to remember though, guys, like this is for 6,500 feet to 12,500 feet. Mm -hmm. Like that is the range for this equipment. There are people, mountaineers, there are people that are going in higher that are buying different equipment. And let me tell you, it's going to be even more expensive because you're talking about more insulation. You're talking about thicker walls. You're talking about more clothing like that. Yeah. that Carbon that, fiber trekking poles. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the list, uh, you may have to have snowshoes depending so on. So what you're trying to say is this list could get a lot more expensive Correct. depending on how serious and where you're going. And where you're going. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay. Well, I mentioned first aid and hygiene. You Real quickly, just a few things that you would take hygiene-wise, because you, you do need to consider that when you're leaving your home. You need to take some hygiene things. And then first aid, what are you going to throw in your bag for first aid? Because accidents do happen out there, and a lot of times you are truly in the wilderness over an hour from care. All right, so let's talk about hygiene. You know, you don't have to take a bath. You don't have to. If you're not going to be by water, you may not even be by water. You may not be taking a bath. Definitely, I'm not packing in any of the solar showers they have. Yeah. Now you know stuff. why I'm not going on this trip. Good. Been, Stay home. Get out of here. So I love wet wipes. I love wet wipes for bathroom. I love wet wipes for the evening bath because you can hit your critical areas and you feel refreshed. If you get the scented ones, you can smell pretty. But let me tell you, of an evening, sometimes the bugs like to come out. So I, I like to try to find non-scented wet wipes to keep that, that the pretty smells down. So definitely don't come because I'm really going to stink. Um, that is for the hygiene side. And, and you can wipe your hands down really well. I usually take a travel size of um, alcohol uh, hand sanitizer, the, the hand sanitizer, just a small. So with wet wipes and hand sanitizer, I usually get cleaned up on my hands pretty well before I cook, especially as I'm cooking for people on some of these trips. But then even for myself, kind of clean up, um, feel nice. And then uh, brushing my teeth get on and buy whatever kit you want i usually buy the toothbrush that um well this is what i do i have multiple toothbrushes at my house um like i'll buy like a pack of four of the ones i like and so before i go on these trips i usually take the one i've been using from home um because it's half used right and i take uh, a knife or scissors i cut it and i cut it down to about three inches enough to where i can get at least three fingers on the handle and that's what i take with me um, I have some, some little tiny, um, I can't think what you'd call it. Like little, little travel, bottles with like travel, travel toothpaste. Yeah. Like travel. Yeah. You Airplane can buy, stuff. you can definitely do that. Under, yeah. yeah. You can buy those, take those, all that. I have before found really tiny cause you don't have to have very much toothpaste. It no. takes so little, but a little bit of toothpaste. Um, I take that tiny toothbrush because when I get done, I throw my toothbrush away. And then I go and I use a brand new one at home and I kind of go through that cycle. So, um, but I'm going to cut my weight down by cutting off three quarters of that handle because it's, it's too big for, and I don't need it. Um, so there's my, my teeth, got them brushed. Um, contacts, uh, depends on who you are. I have contacts. I leave them until I get home. Um, but if you, if you need to take your stuff for that, you got to have clean hands first and then, and then you know what to take for your contacts. Try to keep your weight down, use little bottle of, uh, of the, the solution. Um, you know, we talked about using the restroom a little bit, having a trowel, having the wet wipes, you should be good there. And then again, you can take soap and, and some people will take baths in the river. Um, Dr. Bronner's is a brand that's supposed to be, by what they state, um, oh, like phosphate-free and all of that to where you can actually bathe in the spring or creek or river that you're in. 
I don't think it's great for a bunch of people to be bathing in the river with those chemicals, with soaps, that kind of stuff. I will say if, if there was just one person on a, on a trip and you're at, uh, next to the James River, if you got soap and got in, probably not going to impact. But if everybody did that every night, now we're going to have a problem. And so, um, I don't even take, um, I don't even take any soap. A lot of times I'll just go hand wash, you know, uh, out in the waterway. If it's clean water, if, if it's kind of muddy rolling, um, mossy water, well then there's no even point. Use your wet wipes, kind of hit your vitals areas there and, uh, call it a night. What about first aid kits? I know like you go to the camping aisle and stuff, you go down, there's several different options. Are, are those great just to grab those first aid kits or does anybody, should you even bring that stuff? Just leave it out for weight reasons. You know, if you don't know how to use one, then what's the point of taking it? Uh, and that's kind of the, when you and I teach first aid, Brian, people are like, well, I'm going to take my first aid kit. But I guess my first question would be for them, do you know how to use everything that it Do that, you that know comes? what everything in that box is? Yeah. Yeah. Which which cream are you going to use and which yeah. pill are you going to take for whatever's happening? And so if you don't know how to use it, well, then no, there's no point. However, you need to take one. I'm going to tell you to take Adventure Medical. Their kits are high-end, but they come with a book, and you can look through that book, and you can find whatever it is you need, and it's going to tell you how to use it. Is that going to work for an emergency situation? No, and that's where training comes in. And So if you're not trained on first aid, CPR, and the tools you need for that, then either take a training before you go or take you a kit and build your own of, of knowing what you put in and how to use it. Um, building your own kit's awesome, but if you don't know how to use or what you need for that kit, then it's still doing you no good. So that's why Adventure Medical, they come with uh, even the I mean, even the tools and the tweezers and all that. It's like higher quality stuff. It's not just a, a cheap one that you're going to go find on yeah. any, any brick and mortar store. So Adventure Medical kits, they have... Um, really helps you. They're going to say on the side of the bag, if it's one to two person, if it's 10 plus family, um, wilderness, uh, they've got different kits. That's going to help you narrow down what you might need. And then you really honestly should learn how to use what's in it before you go. Yep. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is to buy the kits, the pre-made kits, even like at Walmart and stuff and open them up and keep the stuff in there that I want, take out what I don't want and put the stuff in from my home that I do want and kind right. of build my own little custom kit. Because sometimes there there's stuff in there like I'm never going to use that, but see, or yeah, that's junk. I have better. <laughs> but you're going through the mindset of you're broke, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if we have as much money as you want, then go get one of these. Buy one of these kits. Okay. Go use it. What's awesome though, like what Brian's saying, is once you make a big purchase, like I bought one one time. Um, it was on the the EMT side of it. It was orange. It was big, and it was 150 bucks. I still have that bag today. And I just keep refilling it and I reuse it. And that, that medical pack is perfect for my right. use. So once you buy one of those nice quality bags that it comes in, you can definitely reuse them. It'll All right. Work. One last thing I want to say before I, I let Ben close this out. This is a lot of really awesome gear. Ben mentioned, do not wear cotton. All of this gear is made out of plastic. In the fall, especially where we live, bugs, insects can still be an issue mosquitoes we camped last fall and we were like mosquito infested they were everywhere mosquitoes can still be a problem you may want to consider bug spray but please 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 don't go buy this expensive gear and use bug spray that has the active ingredient deet d-e-e-t in it 
and get even the overspray mist on any of this plastic gear, it will deteriorate and eat away your plastic. It will take, it will make it see-through in just a matter of a few minutes. If you have a nice, thick, brand new $500 Arterix jacket and you get overspray of DEET on it, yeah, it's probably not mm-hmm. going to be very good anymore. You know, it over time, it definitely won't. You know, the longer that it sets on there, the worse it seems to get. Let me let me prove this point. I sprayed some DEET on one of Brian's tents. It was set up. But what's crazy is, is that the bottom side of it, it had melted the plastic off the bottom side of the tent, and it's stuck to his concrete in yeah. his in his house. And so um, now this is high-level DEET. You know, there are so many different percentages. But who cares what percentage it is? Don't get it. Yeah. What else can we get? Well, permethrin is our favorite. We've talked about it in several episodes. But try to find active ingredient permethrin. Um, it's one of the few things that is actually an insecticide, so it's going to repel and kill, and it's not going to eat away your plastic. So definitely permethrin. You can go back and listen to some of our older episodes. I think Ticked Off is probably the most recent one that we yeah, did where we yeah. dove in a little more um, to those uh, bug repellent items. Great pack you've put together, Ben. Now you've got me wanting to go on a trip. So I have to ask you, you have spent hours and hours in all of this gear, and you are a gear man. How bad do you want to go buy all this and go on a trip? <laughs> I'm kind of at this level uh, after spending time doing that. I'm at this level of should I sell my bass boat? <laughs> <laughs> but I love fishing so much. It's like should I should I buy you know yeah. should I sell my bass boat? Um, that's what's so hilarious about just companies and gear. Um, some of the stuff that I was looking through, they're still making exactly the same as, as what I bought 10 years ago, you know? And I think that shows quality. Like people are still buying it, so they're still making it and it's lasting and working for people. And, and those are the things you want to get into. You know, some of this new stuff we're talking about, um, if it's new and it's different than what we've been doing for the last five, 10 years, a lot of people don't know how it's going to last. Will it hold up? Um, so that's kind of what's fun for me is to, when I get it, I love to go out and try it to see if it is going to do what it says, if it's going to work, as long as it doesn't become a safety risk, of course. But um, I love getting new equipment and go trying it out. I can't wait. Now, I I think for Christmas I'm going to ask for this 3-in-1 system because I hadn't seen that yet until really started digging into like what's out there and whew, I am so excited about that. I I really am super excited about that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, hey, Brian, one last thing. When you're talking about quality, weight, and cost, if you're already putting money in this high-quality gear, there's one more thing. And I literally just thought of this. I didn't have it on my list, but it's it's super important for your backpack. You want to get either some compression bags. They've got waterproof bags, but compression bags are going to allow you to put like your clothing in it. You can stuff, they're also called stuff bags, but you want stuff bags that are also um, allow you to really smash some of that air out of it. And so that's going to free up more space in your backpack. So if you're not buying an 80 liter, if even if you're not buying a 65 liter, if you're getting down there into your, your 30s and 40s, you're going to have a hard time getting a lot of this equipment in your bag. And that is where the compression bags really come in. So buy the small, medium, large, and extra large, all those different sizes, so that when you get home, as you're learning, oh, my tent by itself can fit in the small one. Oh, my sleeping bag, all three can fit in the extra large. And then oh, all my clothes can fit in the medium one. And you have different bags to then um, allow your backpack to do what it does. You know, 
your backpack, your heaviest weight should be against the middle of your back. That's really what you're wanting to put it at. Um, but just be careful when you're taking food, you're taking fuels, those kinds of things. Remember gravity. So you want to keep your food above anything that can really spoil, you know, that if, if your fuel was to, to leak or, or spill, you don't want any of that getting on your food. And, and uh, so those bags, being able to have different bags to pull out with your equipment in it, that's really been beneficial for me. And, and I would encourage, go get a compression bag for your, for your equipment. Whew. We covered a lot. Yeah, there's even more, but I'm going to stop. We covered a lot. We covered a lot. I think that is enough for today. Uh, I just want to reiterate, we are not associated with any of these brands. This is not at the time of the recording this podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Honest and unbiased opinions here. Right. Um, So I hope that you can take them to heart. I hope at least somebody finds this helpful and that they're going to go out and and maybe try out some of this gear or go outdoors and, and experience a backpacking trip. While listening to this... Hey, you told me you were done. While listening to this, <laughs> if you have any of this equipment and you've had problems with it, please hop on to our Q&A and let us know. We would love to hear if you disagree with any item on this list from your experience, not just, uh, well, I heard, like, from mm-hmm. you. Is this something that didn't work for you? Because we want to know why. We want to make sure that everyone listening... Um, is going to be spending their hard-earned money on something that is lightweight and quality. We want it to work. We want it to right. be successful for them. So and let us know. If you don't want to publicly reach out to us on the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast Q&A Facebook page, uh, go ahead and email us, mtobeoutdoors at gmail.com. You can also direct message us on Instagram, Facebook. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We have all of those accounts as well. Whatever platform that you guys are listening to us on, if if you appreciate some of this content, appreciate some of the tidbits that we're giving you, uh, the best way to show your appreciation to us is just to leave us a quick review. We are so thankful that you took even a few moments to listen. Even if you fast forwarded all the way to the end and this is all you're hearing right now, we are so thankful uh, that you even put us on your podcast platform. We're so thankful for that. So please leave us a review. That's very, very helpful as well. That is going to be it for this episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Between now and that time, we hope that you remember you are meant to be outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.